Okay, today's daf is Erevin daf Tzadi Tes. We are on Tzadi Ches Amit Beis, the Mishnah about eight lines from the bottom. A person could stand in Rishus Yachid and move things that are currently in Rishus Rabim. Or Rishus Rabim, he could stand in Rishus Rabim, meaning like he'll lean into a house and move things around in that house. But let's say you're moving something in a Rishus Rabim. So you're standing in your home, and let's say you live right out, right next to a highway. You cannot move things in that highway, on that highway, that more than four Amas, because that's called Tiltal Dalar Amas. Next, another interesting case. You can't stand in Rosh Hashanah and urinate into the Rosh Hashanah or and go the other way. A person should not spit from one Rosh to another Rosh Hashanah. Let's say a person collects saliva in his mouth and you're in the middle of walking. You should not. Don't walk down Amos in Rosh Hashanah before spitting it out. Very interesting. Mishnah, the Gemara is going to explain one line at a time. So he said a person cannot, he argues in the Mishnah, and he said that a person should not stand in Rosh Hashanah and carry in Rosh Hashanah. You're leaving our Mishnah, which is the Shita of the Chacham and Vavad Kira Meir, and you're going with the Shita of Rameir. What are you doing? So the Gemara says, whosoever he holds like this, mid the Sefer Rameir, since the end of the Mishnah, which means the next Mishnah we're going to see is the Shita of Rameir, Reishanami Rameir, really the, the original Mishnah was Rameir, this Mishnah, and therefore we read it wrong, and, and Halachas, you cannot stand in Rosh Hashanah and move things in Rosh Hashanah. However, the Gemara says, Velahi, it's not true, Sefer Rameir, the second Mishnah is Rameir, soon coming. But Reisha, our Mishnah we just read, that's the Rabban and the Shita Chum, and a person could in fact stand in one Rishos and move things that are currently in the other Rishos. Then the Mishnah said like this, that you cannot uh, take them outside, you cannot, let's say you're standing inside, you cannot carry it more than four Amis outside. It sounds like if someone would in fact carry more than Da'ar Amis outside, you'd be Chayev Achatos. So the Gemara says, Lema Messiah the Rava. This should be a raya to the Shita of Rava. Dama Rava. Rava said, Hamavir Chefes Mitchila Abala Soif. I let you carry something from the beginning of four Amas to the end of four Amas. Meaning, classic example of someone carrying something, Dal Amas and Rashusarapim. One detail here is that Vehviru Derech Alav But you passed it over your head, meaning you carried it above ten Tvachim, so it's a Makim Bator. Rava said, you're still chayef. So our Mishnah is talking about someone who's standing on a roof and you're moving an object in the Rosh Hashanah. Let's say you moved it more than Dalat Amis, but L'chaira, you, you took it through a Mokim Pator at first. Shouldn't this be a raya that, to what Rava said, you're still chayef So the Gemara says, no, we never said you're chayef The Mishnah just said you cannot do it. Maybe Dilma im haitzi pater. Or maybe you're not allowed to, but it won't be Chayim Achata, so you have no Raya to the sheet of Rava. Ikadamir, those that flipped this discussion around, and they said the opposite. If someone took some, you, you took it out more than Dawad Amois, you're you're, it's Aser, but you're Pater. There's no Chiv Chatos. Lema Tevi Tiyo for the Rava. It should be a Kashan Rava. Dama Rava Rava. Samam Rava Rava. Vevi Ruderach Lav Chayiv. So you see, the Mishnah is not like Rava. So the Gemara says, hold on. Mik Tani Haitzi Pater Avalaser. Who told you that the Mishnah should be read 
that if you did take it out, it's Aser, but you're still Pater. Dilma imhaitzi chayachatis. Maybe you could read it like Rava, that if someone did carry from the Rishus Harab and Dal Ramas, even though you passed it through a Makkim you would in fact be chayachatis. Next part of the Mishnah. A person should not stand in one Rishus and urinate into the other Rishus. Amar Rav Yosef, Hishten, Verak, chayachatis. If someone urinates or spits from his rishos to another rishos, from rishos yachet to rishos rabim or vice versa, you are chayev achatas. That is called a regular akira and hanacha. How are you calling this a classic akira vanacha? We know that it has to be an akira vanacha from a makim arba, a place of four tvachim. Let's say regarding the, the, the urine, so that's going from his bladder or the spit from your mouth. That's not a makim arba. So the Gemara says, no, your intent makes it considered a makayim dalad al dalad. This is one of the first things we learned in Masechta Shabbos. Let's say you threw something and it landed in someone's hand, in someone's hand, or in the mouth of a dog, or in a furnace. That was the intended target. That makes it considered dalad by dalad. The person is urinating, and he wants it to be considered a dalad by dalad, and therefore it is still considered a akira and hanachan to be chayavachatas. Boy, Rava, very creative Shiloh. He physically is standing in Rishas Yachid, but Piyama, we don't have to get into the uh, anatomy lesson here, but the Piyama is in Rishus Harabim. Mahu, what's, what do we say? Do we say Basar Akira's Linon? Do we go by the Akira where the urine comes from the bladder and that's in Rishus Hayachid and therefore that would be a Isidur, right? So, because it's going from Rishus Hayachid to Rishus Harabim and you'd be Chayev. Or no, Basar Yitzia's Linon, where it exits the body, which if the Piyama is in Rishus Harabim, so then it would only be moving from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah, you wouldn't have an Akira Hanacha. Do we go by the Akira? Do we go by the Yetziah? The Gemara says, Teku. Next. V'chinle Yaruk, a person should not spit. And Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda said that you, uh, that, that you can't even walk Dalar Amos without, without uh, spitting out the phlegm that, or the, sorry, the spit that has collected in your mouth. the Gemara, According to Rabbi Huda, when a person has saliva in his mouth, even if you didn't swirl it around, it's still considered that you're carrying it. It's not considered part of your body. I had a friend who got the lap band surgery, and uh, without getting too graphic here, there was always food coming up. So he sat down with Ravelski, Zatzal once, and he asked him all these shilas regarding a fast day, regarding milchiks, fleshiks, carrying and Shabbos. Very interesting questions. So, similar concept. Do we say that that's considered removed from your mouth? Or is it part of your mouth and therefore it's not a problem of carrying? When you, when, let's say a person, you, you know, you walk in the street on Shabbos, you have some saliva, your mouth isn't totally dry. Is that called carrying on Shabbos? So the Gemara So you see from here, hold on, just, just to back on, the Mishnah says like this. Let's say a person's eating these figs and his hands are not, are not tahar. Now, in order for the figs to become tummy, you need to have vichyut, you need to have water touching it. So a person puts his hand in his mouth to take a, uh, you have something stuck in your mouth, and then you touch the figs. Rameir metame, because the saliva in your mouth 
is considered one of the seven mashkim. It's water. That itself is very interesting. And therefore made the food tame. Rabbi says, no, that's not considered water. That's still considered bodily you know, juices, and it's still part of your body. It's not considered mashke. And therefore, the food does not become tame. Rabbi Yehuda said, it depends. If the saliva had already been swirled in the mouth, so then that's already considered detached from the body, and it makes the things tame. So you see, what's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion? It depends if it's hipachba or not. So the Gemara says, and Rabbi Yehuda changed his mind. Originally, he thought it was considered a separate unit from the body. And then, he held that no, that in order for it to be considered separate, it first has to be swirled around. Until you swirl it around, it's considered part of the body. It won't make things tummy, and it's not considered carrying on Shabbos. Don't have to say that he changed his mind. We're not talking about spit. We're talking about with phlegm. So phlegm is not something you keep in your mouth all the time. It's not like your classic saliva. So then once you have phlegm in your mouth... So then you have to spit it out before walking down Amos. If a person had phlegm that collected in your mouth, you cannot walk down Amos. Isn't that talking about saliva as well? Not just phlegm. So the Gemara says, no, it's only talking about phlegm. So clearly you're saying phlegm and saliva. So Rishlakish. Answer will, is not a good teretz. Therefore, that Rabbi Yehuda changed his mind. Originally, he held that these things are considered separate from the body. And then he passed that until you swirl it around, it's considered part of your mouth. And it's not a problem of carrying, not a problem of tumma. Next. So, and I got it to Gemar here, or it's actually halacha. If someone spits or you cough up phlegm right in front of your Rebbe, because it's it's a concern of lack of covered covered Hashem, covered Shemaim. Don't read it, those that hate me. They cause other people, like Limasniai, to, to cause other people to hate me. So if a Ben Torah doesn't act correctly, look at the Rabbam and Hilchas Deus, I think it's Parakei. So then people think that, ah, this is, this is what a Ben Torah acts like. He spit like this. So then it must be Torah is this radical idea. There's nothing, uh, it's not the, uh, the, the, the beauty of human, of humankind. And therefore, it causes people to leave the Torah. I have a Hamanus on this one. Hold on a second. Why is this person guilty? He, he had no choice. So the Gemara says, Kiach Vorak Karmin. We're talking about someone who coughed up phlegm. Then he spit. He spat it out. So there, it was, you know, intended. Like sometimes people blow their nose. It's a little more disgusting than someone who sneezes. You, you feel bad for the guy who sneezed because he, uh, it just came. It's an honest. The guy who winds up in a pitch with his, with his uh, nose blowing, get out of here. Go, go to the side. Don't do it in front of everyone. So there is a concept of how a person should act in front of other people. Next, the mission says like this, A person should not stand in Rosh bend down or bend forward into Rosh Hashanah and drink. So this is not like the sheet of the Chacham, it seems like. The Gemara is an anti-Kasha. You shouldn't go be in Rosh Hashanah and lean into Rosh Hashanah and drink. You have to put most of your body, your head and most of your body into the place where you're drinking. The same applies when it comes to a wine press and we assume that you're leaning into the wine press to drink some wine on Shabbos. The Gemara is going to go through what this Mishnah means. Now, first of all, 
Doesn't this Mishnah seem to contradict the previous Mishnah? Reisha, Rabbanan, the first Mishnah was the Rabbanan. They say for Rameir, and then this Mishnah is Rameir, Rabbanan, or Meikol, you're allowed to carry things in Rishos Rabbim if you're standing in Rishos Yachid, as long as you don't bring it back, or as long as you don't walk down at Amos. And now we're saying it's us, and we say for Rameir, so the Gemara says, When there are things that everybody needs, there is more of a gazera that you're going to bring it back to where you're standing. So, for example, you're drinking in Rosh Hashanah and you're standing in Rosh Hashanah, there's more of a concern. You're going to bring it out towards you. Even the Chacham Hod, there's like some type of gzeira that you should not be leaning into Rosh Hashanah and drinking. What if the water, the drink, wasn't a caramelist? Is there also a gzeira? Some rabbi, he, he. Yes, there is a gzeira, just like by Daraisa. There's also the gzeiras by the Darabanas. Amar Rava, he, gufa gzeira. To be able to drink in Rosh Hashanah while I'm standing in Rosh Hashanah, to tell me it's also that's a gzeira. I didn't do anything wrong. It's a gzeira that might bring it back in. And now you're going to make a gzera, even if it's a kamlis va anan nekom anigza gzera lagzera. Some rabbi, I mean, aminula, I'll bring you a raya. I mean, the tani, the Mishnah said, v'chein begas. The same thing applies by a gas, a wine press. Now, it can't be the wine press is Rosh You don't have a, a Rosh Hashanah going through a wine press. The classic example of a wine press, at, at worst, would be a kamlis. So... You see, the same thing applies by, by, by a Kamalist. So that's my Raya. And Rava, who argues, says no. Rava Amar, when the Mishnah said V'chein Legas, it's talking about Indian Meiser. Halacha is by Meiser that if you drink a, a drink that's called Arai, then Halacha is it's not Chayev and Meiser. So V'chein Amar Rav Sheisha is V'chein Legas, Indian Meiser. Detznam not in the Mishnah, Shoisin Alagas. Let's say you're working in the, in the winery. You're allowed to drink over the wine press, that's called a shtias arai, bein mechamein, bein mechamein, whether you diluted it with hot water or cold water, the hot water ruins the wine, or whether it's cold water or putter, it's putter from meiser, divrei rabbi meir, rabbi lezer, but tell mechayev, he holds your chayev to give meiser, because wine, once you dilute it, that already is considered a, a shtias keva, you're taking a drink, you're not just sipping it to taste it, you're taking a serious drink, it depends, alachamein chayev, if you, Diluted it with hot water, so you cannot add it back into the vat. So then that's already, you took it out, and it's no longer considered in the process. You're chayev and maiser. But by cold, if you just diluted it with cold water, because you can just always throw it back in, and therefore the whole thing is considered all right. Either way, Rava says that our mission of Echim Begas is talking about Hilchas Meiser, has nothing to do with Erevin, and therefore don't bring me a raya that this halacha had to do with even by a Kamalist, maybe only by a Rosh Hashirabim, but not by a Kamalist, as it would be a Gzera Ligzera. Comes on the mission like this. Let's say you're standing in Rosh Hashirabim, and you want to drink, and you're looking, you look up, and there's a gutter, and there's water that's running off the gutter, can I collect that water for a drink or something like that? So, as long as within three tenths from the ground, so then you're allowed to be koilet, you're allowed to catch the water with a cup uh, from the gutter. But let's say you have a drain pipe, so then you're allowed to actually put your mouth on the pipe and drink, drink the water straight from there. And the Gemara is going to explain what's going on here. So the Gemara says, koilet in Avamatsari, fly, when you're catching water from the air that's falling off the gutter, it sounds like koilet, which means to kluta, is, is to catch. That's only, that only catching is mutter, but mitzari flow, you can't put your mouth on it and drink from the gutter. My time was the reason. I'm Rav Nachman. Talking about a gutter that's within three tzvachim from the roof. From the, from, from the optic standpoint, it looks like it's part of the roof, and the roof is a Rosh Hashanah. The gutter is also considered a Rosh Hashanah, even though the etzim it's a Mak and Bator. 
So a person who's standing with Shusarabim, if you take water directly from that gutter, it looks like you're carrying from a Shusayachid to Rishusarabim. Tanya Nami Hachiva Brice that says the same thing. I mean Adam Bishus Hayachid. Person could stand in Rishus Hayachid, which over here it means you're on top of a roof. You put your hand, and meaning you stretch out your hand, it's more than 10 Tvachim from the ground. So you have a place that's within three Tvachim from the roof. Or from the higher roof, meaning you have a, you have two houses. If you're standing on a roof, so you're standing in Rishus Hayachid, you have a, a higher roof, and on that roof you have this water dripping, so you could pick up your hand, and the kailit, you could catch water coming off that roof in your cup. Don't put your hand on that wall, because there it looks like you're carrying from a one Rishos to another Rishos which is not an Isser Daraisa, but it goes into the discussion of carrying from Rishos to another Rishos without proper Eruve Chatseris. The Rishonim point out that this is a discussion way back. If from roof to roof has the same din from bias to bias, it seems like it's a raya that we pass and it does, and therefore you need to have Eruve Chatseris. Tanya Idrichem, another bris, Layam, another Rishos Yachid, a person should not stand in Rosh Hashanah, so you're standing on top of a roof, and you're going to pick up your hand more than 10 Tvachim above the ground. If you have another roof on top of you, so you could, uh, sorry, you can't do that. You can't put your hand on it, but you could take water that falls away from it, so then you're not actually carrying from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. You're just t- taking water from on top of you. That would be, that would be mutter to collect it. Then the Mishnah said, Minat Sinar, When you're drinking from the drain pipe, you could drink any, any way you want, whether you're collecting it in a cup or you're picking uh, or, or you're putting your mouth on it. Now, it could be a drain pipe. It also could be a, a scupper. That's uh, another uh, device that they use on, on roofs to allow water to drain. So, Tana, if this pipe is dollar by dollar tvachim. So then it looks like it has its own rishos. So we no longer think of it as a classic makam pator. Now it looks like a its own rishos. It looks like you're carrying from one rishos to another rishos without proper erev. Or let's say you're standing in rishos rabim, so you're carrying from now a karmelis into rishos rabim. And therefore, the only time this is mutter to drink from the pipe is when the pipe is less than dalid. By Dalad. Zakt, the next Mishnah. Bar Rabim, the Chuyasa Gavaya Saratachim. You have a Bar Rabim, and the Chuyasa, the, the surrounding embankment, is 10 Tvachim high. So then, Chaloin Shagabim, the Malanim, and Bashabas. So let's, you're in a Rishasiach nearby, you open your window, you're allowed to take water from it on Shabbos. However, Ash, I'm sorry, Ash Rishas Rabim, Gavaya Saratachim, let's have a trash pile in Rishas Rabim, 10 Tvachim high. Chaloin Shagabim, you could dump things. Into it from your window on Shabbos. And the more is going to go into what exactly is going on. But my asking, what are you talking about here? Ilim of the smucha, if it's right next to your house. So you have Rosh Yachid is your house. You have Rosh Yachid of this garbage dump or the bar. And there's not much in between it. So there's no Rosh Hashanah in between it. Why does the embankment have to be 10 Tvachim high? Even if the pit itself is 10 Tvachim deep, I don't need any embankment. It's still a Rosh Hashanah. You have Rosh Hashanah next to another Rosh Hashanah. What's the question here? It's four Tvachim away from the Kaisal. And therefore, there is space for the people in the Rosh Hashanah to, to walk around this well. And therefore, you're passing over a Rosh Hashanah in order to get to the water. The time of the Gachoya Asara. It's the only time it's more because you have the embankment of 10 Tvachim high. That means when I pass my bucket from my window to the bar, I'm always going to be uh, 10 Tvachim above the ground. 
and therefore I'm not carrying through a rishus rabim. Halak a chayasara when you when you, if the embankment is less than ten tefachim high, when you remove the bucket, kometatam rishus yachad rishus yachad derech rishus rabim, you're going through the rishus rabim to access the water, and therefore it will be an issur derabanan. Rabbi Yechonah Mar filu tema Really, they could say even if the water the the bar was close to the house. So then the question was, what was the chedesh? Hakamash The chedesh is the bar v'chayasim is from the asara. That even though the hole or the embankment on their own is not ten tzvachim, but combined, they're ten tzvachim, that makes it a rishos sayachas. that's the chiddush of the Mishnah. Then the Mishnah spoke about ashba. If you have a, tra- a pile of trash, and rishos sarabim, that has a dinner of rishos sayachet, if it's ten tzvachim high, you could dump things onto it on Shabbos. You could throw out your garbage. I One second. Why are we not concerned that the garbage collectors are going to come? And then, when you throw something out, there's no longer a ten tefachai heap. There's nothing there. You're throwing it, it's going to land on... The pavement below, Rosh Hashanah There's a famous story where we had this previously in, in this uh, parak. Yeah, I'm sorry, in, in the Masechta. You had a, he had a uh, mavoy. So you have a mavoy. Look at a picture. One of the sides was the sea. But the other side was at a trash pile. They asked, Rebbe, can we carry in this mavoi? It has three walls. And let's see, it had a lechi in the front. Or a pylon. If you look at the art school picture, it looks like a pylon. Rebbe said, I'm not going to tell you it's mutter. I'm not going to tell you it's asr. Well, I had to learn. I can't tell you it's mutter because maybe the the the, they're, gonna, they're going to collect the garbage, and you no longer have your wall. Or v'yala hayam sirtain, the sea is going to bring up sediment, and therefore the wall is no longer going to be a wall. And that's why I cannot tell you it's mutter. But isolate, I can't tell you it's asr, the hakaim mechitzas, because right now, at this moment, you do have mechitzas. So hold on a second. It seems like we are concerned, at least as a suffix, that they might take away the garbage. So how come over here we're saying you're allowed to throw your garbage out as long as you have a pile near your house that's 10 to high? So the Gemara said, like, when it's owned by one person, private resident, so then the people, the, the, the garbage collectors are going to come take it away. And therefore, you have to be concerned. When you have a public garbage dump, so, you know, you look in some cities, so nobody collects the garbage. It sits there for days, for weeks, for years, and therefore, the Rabbim, it's not going to be removed. If it's going to be removed, it's going to be a big noise. You're going to realize, and therefore, you don't have to be concerned that it's going to be removed, and you could throw out your garbage onto the Rabbim garbage uh, heap on Shabbos.